Hey, peeps, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. All right, so now that that's out of the way, let's get into this. All right, let me get everything set up here. What is going on, friends and fam? How is everybody doing? We have the one and only Josh Fair, the founder of Scottsdale Mint, with us today. Let me get a little closer to the mic. You can check out his new setup there. I'll let him tell you all about it. But uh, it is uh, much different from the last time. He's uh, stepping up his, I guess this would be like what is his YouTube or, you know, TV game. So I love it. I love it. But uh, lots of uh, lots of incredible stuff going on today. I don't know if you've been following uh, my gab and what uh, Bobby Python broke today. So maybe we'll touch on that a little bit. But uh, main thing here is we got Josh with us and we're going to go over some of the, uh, the market, the metals, the money, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, as always, huge thanks to Shahid for keeping the uh, the peace in the chat, love brother, as well as um, Aaron and Will, all the stuff to do behind the scenes. Of course, Jason for mirroring the videos and um, prayers for Tom. Tom definitely needs prayers. So, Josh, <clears throat> what is going on, brother, man? What is your new setup? Tell us all about it, man. What do you got? Um, yeah, well, I was inspired. You know, someone said something like, you guys have like amazing stuff to show on tours and, and whatnot. Not that we're not really open for the public, but so I thought I would carry some things. My, my office is on the second story. Um, and, and I figured I'd bring up as much gold as I could carry without too much, too much problem. So we've got, I think this is, I think they stacked up about 20, I think this is about 22 gold kilos. They're about 60,000 bucks a pop. Um, so that's about 1.3 million of them, kind of. Uh, so we produce a lot of these, ship them out. So a lot of these are going to vaults um, around the world and on a, on a pretty regular basis. So, yeah. So we got those. So I figure, you know, for your viewing pleasure, um, not every day it is not, you know, it's amazing how much gold can fit in a small shoebox, basically. Uh, it also brought out... Um, a silver, silverback gorilla. So as you guys know, Scottsdale Mint is uh, the manufacturer that produces the Congo silverback gorilla coin series, which is incredibly popular. Um, a lot of the years have completely sold out. There's a, 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 a couple more. Um, we're running a promotion, I believe, on the, the 2018, and there's not many ounces of those left. And then we'll be, I think on our website, we're about to announce coming here in the next few weeks, the 2021 Silverback Gorilla. So I thought I would bring this guy out. And I have a bet um, uh, from some uh, some employees. There's a running tab as to how many times I can pet the, this this ape through our our, uh, our viewing, uh, viewing time together. So we'll see. So stay tuned. I may, you know, if you want to play at home, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a few. So... Um, you know, that'd be a, that would be a really fun drinking game. You know what I mean? Like if, um, you know, instead of you're losing, do you lose a gold bar every time you pet it to one of your employees? That's, I don't know. There, the, the few of them are running it on the side. So it's a side, uh, side bet. But also for those that don't know in the, like the investment community, both the silver, <laughs> their tag, silver ape strong um, in the crypto community, they talk about we're aping into this coin. So, you know, the silver gorilla is, this is this is it's right in point with what's going on in the world right now, and boy, uh, it's already been a, a rock and road week for all financial markets. So, um, looking forward to diving in. Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy for sure. I mean, a lot of people have been paying attention to the cryptocurrency market. You know, I've 
I've often been, you know, saying for a long time that the uh, basically the the kings, right, the, the the powers to be, so to speak, they don't want us peasants making kings money, and so we've seen, you know, a big a big drawback in in cryptocurrency prices. Some of the altcoins hit by like fifty percent. I've get my text messages have been going crazy, just people asking me all kinds of stuff, and you know, I really don't use the channel too much to talk about crypto anymore. But um, you can see how the market they're they're still kind of correlated, right? So what uh, what's some of the stuff you know we didn't we don't have any agenda for this show so much just you know market money metals so yeah kind of give you the formula what what is well, it i guess and i can kind of weave into so um you know obviously you know i'm on the on the board of, of monarch wallet so i've been involved in in called the crypto digital space for for a few years probably not as early uh as as yourself um my yeah, my take on it is it's the flush out. You know, from what I can tell, the traditional banking world, I think, has kind of had a bit of an aha moment over the last three, four, five months, and there a lot of them are feeling left out. So, if if you kind of think about it, they they love to do what's called FUD, fear, uncertainty, doubt, and so they rolled out. I think the whole Bitcoin is not environmentally friendly. That was a meme from. 2016, 2017, for those that have been around, it's already been been, been fairly debunked in comparison to other uh, um, financial classes. So they had Elon Musk, whether he was part of the group that decided let's let's short this thing. And really, I kind of look at it as it's flushing out all the leverage traders. So the people that do, you know, three, four, and some of these exchanges overseas, you can really lever up. Well, if you have... You know, let's say $100,000 and you go down 50% and you're just on a cash basis, you can hold out. It goes right back up, whether that's a few days, a few weeks, a few months year later, whatever it is, you're fine. If you're levered, let's say multiple X, you're flushed out. You're down to basically zero. So it, my take is traditional finance. You know, you're hearing a lot of rumors. I think today was, an, I think uh, uh, Wells Fargo announced that they're going to offer a new investment. Um, portfolio for their high-end, their elite wealth uh, customers. And then there's a lot of rumors about Goldman Sachs is, is getting into the DeFi. So it might not be that they're going to buy Bitcoin necessarily, but they might be getting into some of the DeFi um, companies. I'm not going to name any names of the, that are in the rumors. But clearly, I think a lot of people feel like they're left out. And so this is kind of, you know, we see this in traditional, uh, like in the gold, they tell us uh, these same banks, a lot of them, they tell us that this is an old world relic that nobody wants, but yet the central bankers of the world, this is still on their balance sheet. So they don't want you and I really buying this stuff. They don't want you paying attention to it. Um, so I kind of look at, I, I look at the, this is the old world uh, and then the digital is kind of the new world. And, and I can get into kind of how our company is going to be really positioned very well to serve really both, both segments and in, in, in a new um a new product that we're about to launch called Stacker Market. I think I mentioned on your show, we are weeks away from launch. Uh, so if you go to stackermarket.com right now, you can sign up just a quick email. I'm not going to spam you. We haven't even sent anything today. We'll just tell you when it's available. I am so excited about this platform. It's going to be truly different than anything in the world today. Um, a lot of you know, it's very difficult to go get an offshore bank account. and a lot of people are looking for ways to basically unbank themselves, but still have some of the functionality. What we have, what Stacker Market is, it's a collaboration between Scottsdale Mint and the Singapore Precious Metals Exchange. 
and it's actual physical gold and physical silver um, that will be traded in and out. So we're matching, um, it, it's got liquidity, um, round the clock liquidity. So you can buy it, sell it. There's no storage fees, which is unheard of in the vaulting uh, precious metal space. And we're just doing a flat, we're just doing a flat commission. The gold, it's 1%. So you can buy it for 1%, hold it for 10 years. There's no more fees. Um, gold, uh, silver is 1.5%. And then when you do want to sell, um, it's, it's, another, it's another transaction. And then you can request a bank wire back to any, any of your bank accounts anywhere in the world. And I'll let you uh, think about how that might be able to apply uh, for your needs. Where it gets very, very interesting is we've got a debit card. So it's actually going to be a prepaid. So let's just say this gold is sitting in your account in um, in Stacker Market. It goes up and down. Let's so say you walk into... One second, one second. So yeah. you know, a lot of people, they love to hold their own gold or silver, right? So how yeah. do they know, you know, like me? You know, I would love to hold my own metals. Now, say I'm going to entrust somebody to do it for me. How do I know that if I need it, it's there and it's really there? It's not like the Federal Reserve and yeah, know, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and that's a great. So, so let me preface this: Scottsdale Mint is in the business of making physical product and delivering them. So, we're not going away. We're not going to stop doing that. In fact, we're we're expanding. Uh, we've been expanding our operations. We're going to continue to do that. This is kind of a new segment. Um, that's going to meet the demands of, 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 you know, let's say a different, a different investor who's used to keeping their money in a traditional bank, uh, an ETF, um, or, 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 or leverage. So it is there. Uh, it's audited. We have, uh, we'll have, um, it's audited by third parties, but more importantly, uh, this is actually audited by the Singapore government themselves. So they go in and they're looking at every ounce in every ounce out. And we've been dealing uh, in this vault for a number of years, um, ever since it was built. I think it's been, I think it was been, it was built about seven years ago. And the, it, literally, uh, Robert, if we send in a silver gold eagle that's on the report, let's say you're going to send in 10, 20, 15 gold eagles, and one of them is 2014, it gets caught. So the transparency is very, very, uh, it's there. You can go and visit it. So you can go if you're if you're in Singapore. We're gonna have we'll have three three primary vaults. The Singapore is gonna be by far the biggest one. Uh, we're also in Hong Kong, in Zurich, Switzerland. Those are the three jurisdictions. Um, but you can you can show up and get a tour uh, in 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 the vault. It's in the Freeport. It's tax free for capital gains tax. Um, depending on your jurisdiction, American investors consult your tax accounts, but this is a global platform. So this is involved for anyone outside of the sanctioned banks, sorry, sanctioned nations and sanctioned names. So obviously we can't do business in, you know, Iran uh, or North Korea, places like that. But when, unless, you're Biden, unless you're Biden, no problem. Just, you know, ship them pallets of cash. It's all good. That's, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's right. And they're very active in the gold space, just not through, not through our company. But this this platform would be, let's say you had $1.3 million. Let's say you only had $1,300. You're walking into a Dunkin' Donuts. Um, we will have, uh, and it's actually already on my phone, and we've been testing it out for quite a while now. Um, you Let's say you needed to walk into a Dunkin' Donuts. You can have, you can sell your gold or sell your silver and move it over to the card, walk in and spend, spend $5. Uh, it's through Visa, actually. So you can buy your, 
uh, by your, your coffee and your donut uh, right there, right out of your physical backed gold and silver uh, account. It's not a bank account, but it operates fairly similarly. The other thing that's cool, let's say, Robert, you take me to lunch. Let's say it's a cheap lunch. Uh, it's a $10 lunch, you, you know, and uh, I'm like, hey, I need to send it to you. Um, I could send you gold or silver um, for 0.25% is the, is the transfer fee. So that's literally, guys, 2.5 cents uh, for me to send gold to, uh, to Robert, and then he can hold it, do what he wants to do. Um, so this, this platform is going to be incredible. The other thing that's different than, than really anything uh, that's out there, um, in addition to that, is also we're going to have the ability for collateral, collateralization, so for loans. So if you've got, again, let's say this is your, your stash uh, that's there, and you need to buy a, you need to put a deposit down uh, on a large purchase, you need to, you need to buy, uh, buy a home, you're going to come into money, tax returns are going to come later, and you just need to tap it. We're going to have... Uh, loans against your gold. I believe it's right around 50% loan to value. So you could take on, on 1.3 million, let's call it up to 650,000. And the interest rates are going to be pretty, pretty aggressive in that call it four or 5%. There are, there is also an institutional platform, even more aggressive rates. Um, so that you're able to, if you think uh, gold is going to appreciate uh, more or less than the U S dollar over that life of that loan, that uh, provides that opportunity. Conversely, you could say, hey, I want to buy more metal. You can do that too. So you can take that 650 and plow it into more gold or more silver as well. So we've got right now, it's a, it's a pretty big fund that, that's ready, ready to go. Um, this has been in operation now. This isn't, while it's not brand new, um, it's brand new to you, the people. This has been in operation actually for a few years. So what we've done is fully come together now that we've tested it, let's run it. Um, the, and the technology behind it is bank grade. It's actually some of the same exact technology that's running some of the highest level uh, cryptocurrency exchanges. So it's got, you know, it's got the, you know, you sign up, you got to do your KYC, you have to move your head left and right. Um, it's, it's got all the, all the features that you would have if you're opening up a Coinbase account or a Binance account. And, and we're, we're going to be able to offer this worldwide. So that's launching very, very soon. You'll probably start to see this hitting probably in Southeast Asia. Uh, it'll probably get on the financial channels and, and whatnot. And then I'll um, here domestically in the U.S. Um, we'll have kind of a, a, a big, big push. So that's something that we're, we're really, really excited about. And you can redeem it. So let's say you've got your, your gold or your silver uh, and you want it. You want to redeem it. At that point, you put in a request saying, hey, I want one gold kilo bar. I want one ounce of gold. I need, I need one kilo silver stacker bar. You just put it in, put a request, and then we charge the fabrication premium and the, and the delivery to your address anywhere in the world. Um, is, and then we give you a quote and we ship it off. So this is a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty complex system. Uh, it's a few years in the work, and then we are plugged in with some of the biggest refineries on the back end, and and basically what I call actual metal. This is not derivatives. This is actual metal that's going to be moving in and out each week. So this is this is not this is not the bank products that you see like with the ETFs uh, that some of the banks are offering. And if you read the fine print, uh, they're offering you know that they they could be backed with just a derivative or a paper promise. So this is actual metal that's there. Um, with full insurance, auditing, even by the government. 
itself. And the Singapore government, this is the place, you know, where, um, what was it, 20 years ago, there was like an American kid that was there and he spray painted some cars and he got cane. Like this is like, they, it's actually, according to the Heritage Foundation, uh, Singapore is way more economically free, transparent uh, than the United States is today. So it's kind of a, not, not shocking for a lot of the people watching here as the U.S. has kind of slid the wrong way. Um, I'm not saying everything about Singapore is, is the most perfect, but from running a business, doing it ethically, honest, and rigid, this is one of the best jurisdictions uh, to do this. Um, so we're pretty excited about it. It's, it's the largest, well, uh, Singapore is the wealth, largest wealth center in the world now, be Hong Kong. And then obviously, you know, the last two years, pretty much China has kind of ruined uh, a lot of the called the international investment community that's in Hong Kong. A lot of that has gone to Singapore. So we're an American company, um, and we're going to stay that way. We, we make the product here. And frankly, we're, we're one of the larger manufacturers of product for, for over there and so we're very very pleased to uh to get this launched to the people and bring it bring it to the bring it to the market it's awesome stackermarket.com and so the the big question you know we just keep getting hit by the fam is how much is the silver harambe <laughs> uh do you guys want me to make these <laughs> so uh good question i'm not sure this was a gift so i don't think this thing is uh, it's not actual silver it, it it's light as you can see here but it does look pretty darn cool so maybe if we can somehow find a bunch of these and uh or we come up with a product that looks something like this this is uh this is something pretty uh pretty special very cool so then i mean so stackermarket.com goes live pretty quick lots of cool stuff that you know would allow you know all of us that you know love sound money uh to be able to interact with it it sounds like it's super cheap to actually use and like you said like uh, about Two and a half percent, something like that, to send. You know, that's so no point point two five. <laughs> so that's point. far cheaper than like when you look at like credit cards that are two and a half, three percent, stuff like that. So they could actually be using sound money. You know how things are supposed to be. You know prior to the seventies and you know Teddy and all those guys. But so rather than um, using the traditional banking system, they typically they have have basically their own bank, but it's it's real metal. It's it's real silver. It's real gold. It's a tangible, real asset they can touch, hold, feel, inspect, and they can transact with that in business or in just in commerce or just, you know, as a just an everyday person buying goods and services, gas or bread or milk or whatever, but they'd be able to use a visa. So you're still kind of tying into the things that everybody needs to use really at, at a convenience store or grocery store or, you know, the gas station, right? You need Visa, MasterCard, American Express, something like that. But knowing on the backside of it, it's it's precious metals that's fueling those transactions, not some you know dirty fiat. Yeah, and this will be launched. Uh, it's going to be a, it'll be a virtual card loaded. You can load it um, into Apple, uh, your Apple Apple Pay and Android Pay, and and it's going to rock. And um, the really neat thing about it is it's anonymous, so no one's going to know that you're using gold and silver in in your transactions. So it's 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 anonymous. Um, it is, uh, it's, it's a pretty, it's a really neat, um, it's a neat deal. And I think it's somewhere between 30 and 50 currencies that we have. So we wanted to create something that's, that's fully global. So there's a lot of international companies who are actually onboarding and we've been onboarding some huge, huge companies. So I'm so excited uh, about this. This is literally, this is 
Um, it's right now it's sitting, um, it's been in legal review for about, uh, one of them for, for about a year now. Uh, and we're talking 10 to 30 million type customer bases of, of some of these, uh, some of these companies where we're looking at ways to pay their employees, uh, you know, remittances are a big issue. So this, this program is for what I would call, let's say the, the Uber wealthy, but it's also for, there's no minimum. It could be the guy that just wants to send in 50 bucks and just get started that way. So it has an accumulator program. Uh, so let's say you, you load it, you load it with your U.S. token, U.S. dollars, and and you could say, I just want to buy, I want to buy fifty dollars a month, and of, of gold or silver. It can, it has, it's going to have that built into it. So it's really meant for the small guy and the big guy, and how you want to apply it and use it. If you want to use it to pay employees, uh, and then they're able to, they can have have. Um, from there, the bank wires can be sent directly from Singapore to all over the world, uh, or you're able to spend it in your, your local denomination. So we're very, very excited about this platform, um, and we're pleased to to put the stacker name uh, behind it, which obviously that's one of the most popular silver bars uh, in the world. So we're beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Like I was telling everybody for, for many, many, many years, you know, it's some of the most beautiful, precious metals I've ever seen in my life. And that's why I only buy it from you. And this is not some kind of, you know, paid, you know, uh, paid show, paid interview, any kind of stuff. It's just something that's really freaking cool that anybody can do. And if they're tired of, you know, the, the dirty fiat system and watching their money just erode, you know, essentially through inflation with all these BS numbers that they give us of two to 3% inflation, which we know is crap because anybody that has even, you know, an IQ of 10 can see that you know, milk, you know, is about twice as much, corn is twice as much, gas twice as much, lumber two, three, four times as much, housing going through the roof. So, you know, by putting your money in something like this, you know, you're still, it's far better off than just having money in a bank or even yeah. worse, using a credit card that you got to pay interest on, you know what I mean? And then you're just using fiat anyways. So it's, it's very yeah, helpful. Yeah. And this, this, so, you know, a couple of things like, could this have launched a few years ago? And the answer is yes. Um, but look at the news around you. Everything that, that took, everything that's been taking place really since 2008, when the financial system essentially somewhat collapsed, and now they're trying to, you know, they kicked the tire, and now you know they're calling it all types of names. Whether it's Great Reset or we reorganize how we do things, the reality is that the currency system is it's broken, and we don't know exactly how this is going to work. So this is why companies. That's why we're talking to to massive companies. They're looking for alternatives, not only for their own employees, but for themselves. And you know, people do look at gold in particular uh, as an alternative currency to uh, the 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 euro, euro um, the the yuan, where, wherever you might be looking. The reality is that they're all raced uh, the race to zero. Uh, and at the same time, we are losing purchasing power. So when a what did the U.S. just print over the last like 365 days? Um, it's it's like so much worse than that, though. Percent of its money supply, so it's no wonder you're seeing uh, so many things going up in cost and value. So now, now you're able to have something where, yeah, you can you can own own something. And yes, gold and silver do go up and down. So depending on your timing, uh, it may may or may not work out. And obviously, you know, the metals have gone down the beginning of this year, but now you're seeing a lot of other things start to weaken what's going up over the last few weeks and even is, is, is gold and silver. And I, I think, again, I don't make price predictions necessarily. We just make the product and ship the product. But I, I think a lot of the people 
that I pay attention to listen to. And, and my personal take is I think we're going to see a pretty explosive uh, second half of the year. And, you know, we might, you know, I think things are the cats out of the bag. Gold and silver are not going away. Uh, I think it's they're very complementary to wherever we're going, uh, along with digital as well. So, you know, never put all your eggs in, in one basket. And I think just having alternatives is out there. The second reason is, you know, uh, censorship. So this provides, you know, this is outside the U.S. banking system. This is not, uh, you know, not a Bank of America product. It's not a Chase product. This is something, you know, completely different. And we're, 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 you know, as a nation, who would have thought that the way you think could be censored, the way you vote could be censored. And, you know, we're seeing it even done to our, our, our former president, Trump, uh, where, you know, they're telling him he can't even sell hats anymore on in, in his own shop. So Shopify kicked them out. You know, you're seeing this from all down the list, you know, Gab. Uh, and, and obviously there was a, I guess a pretty big case in with, um, was a parlor, um, parlor won a lawsuit against, uh, who, who was the lawsuit? Was it Apple when they were deplatformed? But the problem is the destruction already happened. And so the destruction already happened. And so now, you know, uh, parlor's trying to build back up. But the reality is, is, um, we have free speech. Uh, we, we can do what we want to do as long as we're in line with with it it's uh you know a lot of people not to go down the vaccination route here today but you know a lot of people are taking it and choosing to take it because it puts them in line with uh the people they work with uh the the politicians or the compliance even though it might not make sense for them they might have even had covid and they have antibodies but they're taking it out of that you know kind of fitting that compliance and if you follow that compliance you're worried that i can't travel anymore i can't see my family anymore i can't use the same hospital or the doctors so we're kind of in this weird we're just in a weird phase right now so we're happy to have uh you know just amazing products 100 percent guaranteed we're shipping stuff uh we've been catching up our times are getting a little bit better but it is still uh, robert is insane so the demand for precious metals continues uh, to just, just be, you know, out of, out of anything we've seen. And, and we're in our 13th year. Uh, it's definitely the most by far that we've ever, ever seen. So it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. Yeah, that it is. I mean, especially like, you know, they're constantly lying about the, 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 the real rate of inflation. You know, they keep saying two, 3%, we know it's BS. So it's very, very important that, everybody out there has like real legitimate assets to kind of combat the real rate of inflation. You know, when you're talking about $30 trillion national debt, but really you're talking about a $200 trillion national debt due to all these little ancillary, we'll just call them derivative products. I mean, we're, we're in deep trouble when it comes to the Federal Reserve notes, all right? Our, our monetary system is broken. It's been exploited. It's, it's all bad. So, Having physical assets are extremely huge, whether it's a car, a house, gold, silver, things like that that are priced in USD, they're not going to go down typically in price because there's more dollars being printed at rapid rates. And so the price of whatever that real asset is would probably have to go up in price because of all the new printed money. So gold, silver, huge, as everybody here most likely knows. Now, we've been getting some some uh, of the fam here that's been asking, you know, really solid questions. So we've got like Scorpbrat05 says uh, that they have gold and silver and palladium in a vault. 
how simple is it for them to transfer it from wherever they have it, you know, to, you know, say, you know, stackermarket.com. Uh, obviously, ah. you guys are not the ones holding it, but yeah. you guys have a product that they could start using it in commerce or just know that it's safely stored. Yeah, so that's a fantastic question I should have asked. So we whether let's say you have it buried in your backyard, it's in your safe deposit box, it's in your sock drawer, it's in a vault somewhere else in the world, we can do onboarding. So the way something would look like is um, on on the website, we'll have it to where you could say, so let's say let's say it's gold, for example, it's one percent. You can you can say, hey. Uh, this is what I have. This is where it's at. Please get me a quote. We'll do what, what we call be an asset transfer or, or an asset swap. Um, and we'll give a quote to get that securely picked up, shipped, delivered. Um, our company will authenticate it. This, this is at least for the U.S. market. And we actually have some partners in Europe and Australia and a few other locations. So if you're, if you're overseas, we'll figure out how to do it. And where that metal comes in, gets authenticated. And let's say Let's say it's exactly this pile of gold that comes in. We authenticate it. We can actually, uh, we have weekly shipments that are going to Singapore. So one, we could either ship, ship the actual metal there, or we can do what's called a swap, where we basically, we sell this on, on what's called a fix. We sell this and buy it at the exact same time. So we sell it in the U.S. and we buy it in Singapore at the exact same time, uh, one day forward. And so the customer, um, it's, it's, it's basically seamless. So on the silver side, you know the same same type of thing um, would would take place. Um, send it in to us, and you know we could either reduce your fees down uh, a little bit, a lot of it, or down to down to zero. Get that metal on board, and you know I had uh, I met someone recently at a, at a at dinner, and and he mentioned he's like, hey, you know my I I have, and he was an older guy, and he says, hey, I own a lot of physical metal. Um, in a few different places, what happens tomorrow? What, you know, how does my wife handle all of this metal? How does this work? And so these are these are what I call challenges to those those that know physical metal. They don't. It's no problem. I can call up, get some quotes from a few different places, buy back, no problem. But this is one of those things where uh, stack and market takes away some of those barriers, where you can just log in, sell it instantly. You see your price right there, and, and you're done. You're now liquid. Request a bank wire back or load load your load your card. So that that is a um, it's a pretty slick uh, pretty slick situation. And so we're targeting what I would call people with metal that might be at home, and we can get you onboarded in the stacker market. We or you're in a vault, whether it's in Switzerland, in the U.S., uh, wherever it may be, we can get you onboarded. And then I would call it the newbies that have fresh capital to deploy, people that maybe would invest in either a crypto exchange or they would buy Forex. They're a futures trader and they want leverage. Really, our platform really does all of that combined. Uh, so we're, um, we're excited to kind of get that, get this pushed out, let people kind of test drive it and, and, and see what you think. Love it. Yeah, we're getting... Um several of the fam that are signing up. So that is very, very cool. Um, so I guess, you know, just some, you know, I guess just your, your broad thoughts on what's, you know, what's going on in the market right now. You know, we keep seeing uh, more and more money being printed, sent overseas. We see all kinds of craziness happening uh, in the U.S. This is not the America that we know, that we recognize. Um, what do you think? I mean, obviously, you know, holding gold, silver assets, things like that is very important. 
but what do you think is just kind of going on in the market, you know, all together right now? You know, I've got different people that hit me up all the time and they're saying, you know, and they're, these are like, you know, fairly brilliant traders that, you know, normally don't do YouTube or, or things like that. They keep their positions to themselves, but they're like Beatles. You need to short this, do this, do that. And I never do any of it. All right. Cause you know, I bought, you know, very early and I just hold, I, I don't sell, I, you know, I know where this thing's going and sometimes there's retracements and people freak out because things drop 50% or Bitcoin goes from 21,000 down to 3000 and people think the sky is falling or, you know, gold was up at 2000 and it drops to 17 and up to 18. You can see all these markets do all these weird wonky things and nobody really knows why. I mean, I have a good idea, but you know, like these people that, you know, are telling me to like short stuff, um, you know, I, I don't do it because if I had done it, I would have lost a lot of money. Um, people think they can catch a falling knife. People think they know the markets, um, but it's, it's complicated. There's a lot of stuff um, at play right now. A lot of things that people don't really understand or aren't privy to. Uh, what's, you know, kind of what's your thoughts just in general on these various markets and why what we're seeing, we're seeing and yeah. what the best way, I guess the best way to combat it would be, um, in your opinion, at least for yourself and just, you know, some, I guess, just some broad information uh, for the family so they can, you know, kind of have some peace of mind. Yeah. What, what I see kind of taking place out there. And again, I don't try to, even though we make the products, I don't try to force it on people. There's times where it might make sense for you or not make sense for you. Why it's in what I call epic historic demand. Uh, and it's not just here in the US, it's really all over the world. And so when I talk to, to some of our traders on the phone with customers, or we talk with our wholesalers, uh, whether it be domestic or overseas, there seems to be a consistent theme. And it's a lot of people that have been in what I would call traditional markets, like the stock market. Uh, traditional markets like real estate. Um, probably a lot of your viewers are well aware that let's say, you know, the rich dad, poor dad book of you own, you own a home and, and then you, you buy another home and then you rent this one out and you do another one. Well, we've had rent for, uh, rent payment forbearance or mortarian. You can't even kick people out of your places. So all the model of real estate is it's under pressure right now. So it depends on what market you're in, what type of property you've got, you know, higher end, lower end. Are you in New York? Are you in Arizona where it's booming? Are you in Florida where it's booming? So it depends on right, where you're at and where, where, you're, where you're going. But now you're hearing Biden. He's been talking about it since the election. He's, he wants to take away from um, swaps, uh, you know, tax exchanges for, for, for commercial properties. And the, you, you, so you talk about how, you know, a lot of people, their business models, they, they never sell they never sell their their real estate. They just they just exchange it and move along. Always getting they can get nice tax deductions. Well, a lot of that could either go away a little bit or a lot of it. And so now I think people are taking a step back on man. I can't even I can't even make on my asset now. So a lot of people they would call this the pet rock, right? That was kind of the joke for a few years on CBC. That goal was a pet rock. Suddenly you're seeing a lot of central banks around the world. They're accumulating it, right? So. They're starting to buy it. And I think the other other savvy buyers, you're, they're becoming their own bank, guys, is what they're doing. So if this is the nice thing with something like this, so let's say you just accumulate and build your own your, your own wealth, you can give yourself a loan right right from this asset, you know, uh, and and you know for what you need. Versus if you go to your bank right now and say, hey, I need some money, they got to go through an underwriting process and all. And right now, 
they're they're not really giving away loans, equity loans on, on people's homes. You know, maybe depends on your income ratio. So it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher. Uh, so where where's where's real estate going to go? It depends on the marketplace. Um, but a lot of this is getting almost unsustainable. I know here in Arizona, you know, homes are just going up every single month. And and I, and the jobs haven't changed here. We don't have a lot of tech jobs. And really, the, the, because of the tax increases in Arizona, a lot of the big companies are not coming here. They're going to Texas and Florida. And so we, we're getting a lot of people. The and we, for all the people isn't going up either. All the asset yeah. prices are, but the people paid in fiat, guess what? They're not making any more money to cover these new prices. So, so I think people are looking at finances and looking at investments. And this is just like why people are considering rotating uh, in and out of whether the assets, they're looking at changing their domicile. Uh, you know, people are moving to Puerto Rico in droves because you make a lot of money in the U.S., you pay a lot of taxes now. You live in Puerto Rico, nothing. Does that sound amazing? Uh, well, if you're able to move and, and go and do it, um, that's it's there. Now, is that going to last forever? Probably not, but for now. And really, this is kind of the, the same thing that's happening in the world, you know, where someone banned, you know, China, the joke is China's banned Bitcoin every year for eight years. So it's not really working too well. And then the reality is there's always another country over here that says, come over here. We'll give you reduced taxes or, you know, or no taxes. You need to move here. So, you know, some of your, uh, your acquaintances have renounced U.S. citizenship because they're, they're in the, what, you know, the mega billion levels. And now they're, now they're in different places in the world. So I think this is going to be the capital flight of, of our lifetimes. Where is it going to go? Um, and uh, who can move it? And so things are just shuffling and we don't really know the future. So during uncertain times, this is when precious metals really do well. This was a hard product, guys. I won't, um, you know, during the, I would say the first three years of Trump, not a lot of people wanted this. This stock market was great. Real estate was magical. You know, there were no wars in the world. I mean, say what you want about Trump, but he didn't start any new war. We're only a few months into a whole new regime, and it's not just the Democrats. Frankly, it's, I would call it the old school GOP as well. They they kind of like a little uh, animosity out there. So suddenly there's rockets flying around, and and we've seen more happen here in the, in, in the first few months. So, um, you know, we've had an economic war, you know, according to uh, – I don't know if you saw that video um, – was there a Chinese uh, think tank uh, that, that came out and said that, that China won the biological war last year? So they're telling you that we were in a biological war. So don't listen to what the news says or don't says. Listen to what the Chinese say. And their think tank, which would be, you know, some, you know, higher up, they're telling their people in their native language that China won the biological war and has damaged everything that Trump was trying to do in manufacturing and trade. Uh, they reversed in one year. So this is kind of an interesting, you know, paradigm that's happened. So now, so we've had economic, possibly we've had biological, it's up for debate. And then, you know, going forward, you know, are we going to go kinetic, meaning tanks, planes, bombs, and now we're getting that spark kind of in the Middle East, there might be a power void uh, of the US kind of just stepping back. And now Russia is now the sounding board for both parties and the US is kind of out of it. It th These are going to be wild wild times ahead and, and god forbid we actually do have a big war event that, that that starts to expand out you know i don't know what that means 
for sure in the financial world. But you, you talk about an economy here in the U.S. You, you live here, you work here, you hope to retire here. Uh, everything's tied to the U.S. dollar. It's tied to your way of life. And, and, and this last, call it, how many months are we into this COVID scenario here? It, it's been pressure. It's been under pressure. Everything that we thought we we thought we knew about our country and our neighbors and our coworkers, everything's being tested and, and pressured. And you know, how do you handle it emotionally, physically, financially? And we still have a long way to go ahead. So I think when you have turbulence, that's when that's when assets not tied to credit do well. And so that's where you know I would say housing is a little concerning. It's tied to credit. And when credit dries up or gets tougher, and the banks have a really tough road ahead, and I think that's why they're trying to figure out, do we even have a role to play in this new digital economy? And frankly, central bank uh, digital currencies are, are, are going to be coming out. And what that probably means is right now, the Federal Reserve uh, is called the parent cartel member, and they're the ones that appoint bank charters. Sounds like it's a basically a franchise. So you got a big private bank issuing you know, whether you're Bank of America or you're a small credit union, the Federal Reserve says if you're allowed to operate as a bank or not. So right now, when they want to inflate the money supply, they just tell all these credit unions and banks, hey, you've got more money that you can lend in our bank. So they just create it. This is, this is the money supply. Well, the reality is these banks are having a hard time getting the money to the people. So this is why the government's just saying, hey, just send universal basic income packages in the, in the, in the form of um, – you know, helping out during a time of crisis. Well, the reality is they want to go to this this world. So where I think the central banks want to go is cutting out the cutting out the banks entirely. And you're you're not going to hear this on a lot of shows, but now you've got a central bank digital currency that can plug into everybody's phones, right? And then they can deposit the money when they want, and everyone has a different interest rate depending on how good how good you are socially, or what what color of skin you are or aren't. Your how much you were oppressed or whatever. You could all have different interest rates or different things. This is the world we're, we're heading to. That's the Chinese model. So I'm not, I'm not, sure. please Real. don't call it conspiracy because this is already happening in other countries. So if this is kind of the world they want to go into and, you know, the people have to try to fight this and resist this. And so thankfully a good chunk of America just is not for this. And frankly, I think if even more people knew what was really trying to be forced upon us, more people would be jumping up and down, which is why, you know, like your show is hosted on, on alternative sites. Uh, now, primarily way more, your, your viewership's way more on these other sites than it is even on YouTube because they don't want us talking, you know, they don't want us talking freely about these, these different things. So um, I have, you know, people, a lot of people, I have people now that call me, they're in different, different things. And they say, Josh, what do you think? You've always been a little bit, you know, a little bit ahead of things and maybe they thought I was a little crazy at times. And I'm like, not, not really. I just, you just research what other countries are doing. And I, I not, not in the past year, but I traditionally travel the world a lot. So I see the good and the bad. I've been to tough countries, you know, on, I've done philanthropic things. I've done business things. Sometimes I combine both in, in, in same trips. So I have seen kind of where this is going for the last number of years. And so my mindset is maybe a little bit further ahead and, you know, and now you're seeing the agenda with food. Uh, you know, I think I'm on your show, we were talking about that they're going to try to create inflation through scarcity. So this is the communist manifesto that if you 
if you shrink how much product is out there, prices automatically just go up. And that's hurting the middle guy. It's hurting everyone, frankly. It's hurting everyone. So uh, it's, it's, a diamond. it's the diamond model. Yeah, it's just the diamond model. That's that's basically what they're doing to everything commodity-wise. So it's tough. It's it, you know, it is extremely tough to run any business in the United States right now. It's hard to find employees that want to come in and work. You know, you, you know, you, you talk to restaurant owners, they, they, it's the family that are working the tables in the, in the kitchen and the dishes. And when you talk to them, you know, not only is it hard financially to get people into work, but they don't even want to put up with the customers. So America has turned into a toxic Karen, you know, everyone hates each other at every table yelling, they're yelling at the waiters about this and that. What a, what a horrible job. So I'll just throw this out there. If you're in a position where you're doing better in life, Right now, you're making it through. Tip generously. You don't need to buy the Rolex. You don't need to buy the Lambo. I would say tip generously to those that are truly hurting out there. And, and nobody needs to know. This is a time in the world where, um, you know, I don't think it's show and tell anymore for those. And I, I've even seen the shift in the crypto community, um, Robert, where a lot of the people there that have done well, maybe not today, but they have done well over the last year or two, they're kind of shifting their mindset going, maybe I don't want to put BTC on my license plate driving around in a quarter million dollar McLaren, you know, now people are thinking, how about I just kind of chill and, and, and also look at how can I build my community? How can I build out, you know, be more involved uh, with your family or, or whatever you're doing. And it's, it's just, you know, build up your tribe, whatever your tribe is. Yeah. A lot of truth to that for sure. I mean, there's, it doesn't make any sense to be flashing cash around, but it does make sense to uh, take care of those that are, you know, lesser you know fortunate you know especially in positions where you can help if if you can't help uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on man we see like you were talking about the middle east you know we saw we allegedly heard you've heard allegedly uh, you know the biden regime deep state whatever you want to call them again sending pallets of cash you know to the middle east iran next thing you see rockets you know flying you know everything's kind of unsta- you know it's everything's unstable over there again you've got people in our little uniparty, we got Republicans and Democrats on the stage up there of theater, pretending like, you know, they're ones, you know, for, for the Democrats and ones for the Republicans, and neither of which, of course, are for us. <laughs> but of course, they're just one party. You see them talking against Israel. It's, it's lunacy what's going on in this world. You can see the stuff that you were talking about, how it's kind of unfolding right before our eyes, and so many people are paying attention to it. They're really not. They're not seeing how volatile this moment in time really is. And how just, you know, we could just have like a, you know, one of those, those, those Biden moments, right? Some Biden moment where everything could just, you know, go to crap very, very quickly. So now we've had questions, you know, from like Brandon Lopez, he's asking things about like, if there's a major energy crisis, like we've seen that with supposedly the, the, the hackers, allegedly they were hacked, uh, you know, the colonial pipeline we've seen in Texas, you know, with uh, energy there, which supposedly or allegedly, you know, Biden had you know, given the Chinese access to our grid or infrastructure. We see issues there. So if there's a huge, you know, energy crisis that occurs, could there be a mad crash towards metals away uh, from crypto due to the energy needs of the miners, Brandon asks? Yeah, so that's that's a good you know, that's a, that's a good, that's a good question. And, you know, obviously there's in, in the crypto sphere and, and apologize to those that know more than me. Uh, I only know a little bit, but there's really two methods of mining 
or sport or processing coins or um you know so a lot of people have heard obviously because of elon musk recently the the um um that's proof of work so that's miners that are doing computer processes and basically they're doing algorithms to solve solve the code um but what that does do is it that is assisting the transfer of the coins back and forth it's, it's doing the, the processing of smart contracts and and sending around versus let's say you carry a visa in uh to a store and you're using when you transmit your money to the restaurant's money um you are using visa servers so really that's 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 what's called proof of work the other one's proof of stake and proof of stake is what ethereum is trying to move towards um in in the near future who knows when exactly but proof of stake is when someone puts all their 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 coins that has huge value and they deploy that and basically they're uh deploying that and that is basically funding that that operation and the problem that we might have and so this is the proponent there's there's the economic environmental piece of it but there's also what's called the decentralization so the reason why bitcoin was created with proof of work was to create decentralization to where anyone could help decentralize and spread the power to the small people so what what is happening is you know there's big farms in china and they're now being built in the states and a few other places and so there are a lot of you know a lot of big farming but essentially you can you know buy your own rig for a few grand which would be a lot more depending on the model and you could join a mining pool. Maybe you send that in. And so, so that's being controlled by the people. The problem that we have is could the Bill Gates of the world, the Elon Musk of the world, they do all the staking. So they could take their mega billions of money. Now they control all the hash rate. So this is, this is some of the problems that I don't think has been fully explained upon why there's proof of work versus proof of stake. The reality is you could probably find a blend of both. The other thing is, this affects their profit center. So I believe at this point, and Robert, you know more than me on this, is it about 75% or somewhere in that zone of, of, of mining for Bitcoin is done in a green or renewable renewable energy because miners need to make money. So if they're spending a, a lot on their energy costs and they can find it cheaper, um, that's the so long-term, they can go to the hydropower and they can do the mining, the crypto mining, in the, a remote area right now here's the problem with wind for example is if you nobody wants wind in their backyard so you have to put it in the middle of nowhere well the reality is by the time you put the wind turbines uh in the middle of nowhere and you send that into the grid you lose about half of your power so the reality is we, we you know it, it's it's a blend of everything so really and I, I think what we're also seeing too is bitcoin's becoming more efficient on a dollar basis so as as the market value of Bitcoin, not 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 today, but as it trends over time and gets it becomes worth more and more and more, uh, if it does continue, you're going to start to see your energy costs uh, is going to go way down on a network. And I'm in the mining space, so I know what it takes for what I call traditional finance. So your circulation coins uh, that we've all grown up with. Um, that stuff gets mined out of the ground, a penny, a nickel, those things cost more than what they're issuing. So there's not a lot of efficiency. You think ATMs are, are, are efficient? Has anyone run the, how much metal goes into that? If things always plugged into a wall. Someone's got to run and drive around to put cash in it. I mean, there's, there's some hypocrisy there when, when you look at, when you, when you look at it all. And so I think the reality is 
just, yeah, look, just look at video games. If people are really worried about the energy consumption and usage and all the power that it, it takes, look at video games. It dwarfs anything Bitcoin could ever do. But Bitcoin, 70, 80% of it is renewable energy. All right, so it doesn't cost anything. Miners, like you said, are aware of the cost that it takes to basically, you know, you know, at, at their attempt to capture 6.25 Bitcoin for every block that they could possibly, you know, verify. So all this this energy and stuff is just nonsense because when Elon's talking about, you know, Bitcoin being, you know, it requires a lot of energy. Then he goes and he backs Dogecoin, which people don't understand because they don't really understand how crypto, cryptocurrency works. Dogecoin is simply a copy, a fork, basically the exact same thing as the old version of Bitcoin without all the upgrades. So it, Dogecoin is and, Bitcoin's. And how many? Form. And then he talks about upgrading the developers for all the smart contracts. Have you heard how many uh, smart contract operations actually occur daily on Doge? Smart contracts? They don't have yeah. Smart on Dogecoin? No, yeah. Right. Zero. I, I heard it's like two or three a day. <laughs> so you said smart contracts. Smart, smart. contracts. Yeah, yeah. It's doing, yeah. So really, Doge, all it's doing is just buying and selling. It's not actually, there's no technology like Ethereum, for example, is actually, there, it's, a, it's an actual chain where technology's running uh, companies and, run, and doing actually, Doge doesn't do anything. Doge but, is a copy of Bitcoin. That's yeah. all it is. It's an old copy of Bitcoin that never had all the different features and stuff that Bitcoin's had added since, you know, basically 20. 2009, there's been lots of multiple, you know, upgrades just to keep Bitcoin safe. Those didn't even get integrated fully into Dogecoin. Dogecoin was always just created as just, you know, a, a great place to hang out with friends and family that like crypto. It was just a joke. When Jackson Palmer created it, it was it had nothing to do with a, a business model. He's laughing his butt off right now because it was valued at like $35 billion or something. And there's no, there's no service or product. It's just a company. Well, you, do you remember, uh, you remember like back in the day, let's say 20 years ago, squawk on the street, yet you, you, you had Kramer screaming and yelling about buying this, buying that. He could move the market. But then, you know, the SEC cracked down and said, hey, guys, this is securities. <clears throat> you need to disclose how much you own, don't own. Do you have any fees? Are you associated? And the reality is um, crypto, at least Bitcoin, and is not considered a security. So Elon's figured out that he can talk about it. He's basically the uh, the best social influencer in the world right now. He could he could walk in and say something about I'm renting a Hertz car, and suddenly Hertz is no longer in bankruptcy. It's worth you know. It's like I mean he can move markets, and he's able to talk about you know various coins and not get in trouble. Like he, he has, he made, he made more money. He made more money in one day in Bitcoin than 14 years of making cars and all that other stuff. Yeah. Right. A lot of people in crypto don't like them right now, but you know it's one of those things where cryptos, well, I guess Bitcoin has died three, four hundred times according to the media, and it's come um, back. And the, sad, and, the, and the sad thing is, he's a very smart guy. Sure. Just just a little bit more than than me. From some sure. He's brilliant. The fact that he didn't know, I don't believe it. So then you just have to say, well, what's his objective? Who's in his ear that told him to do this? And you know. My other take would be is like he's not a you put you put 1.5 billion into Bitcoin you're really not a whale, you're sure. not early. There's people with way more money, so maybe he's kind of thinking you know why don't I come up with the Tesla coin next and then I can then I can be my own whale and pump my own bags. So 
who knows what he wants to do. Um, I saw, uh, apologize. We've gotten off the environmental piece, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah, it was obviously driven by him here just recently because the energy piece was 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 covered uh, about four or five years ago. Yeah, I mean, I guess one of the big things a lot of people, you know, may or may not see is that a lot of these countries they don't want the people to be making money. They don't want people, you know, they want the people to be reliant on the government, not God. You know, that's it's it's really sad what's happening. You know, you can see them giving out all this free money. They make it more lucrative to basically not go to work than just wait around and get a paycheck. Um, you, you can see how it's devastating businesses and it's also devastating families because what happens when that money either stops coming in or they become completely reliant on it? And so I think the governments, the different governments around the world, um, they're, they're working with, you know, a, a handful of people that are doing some very devious things right now. And so, you know, like with, with the cryptocurrency market, with uh, it's, it's plunge right now, I think that they thought a lot of people were making too much money. So let's smack them around a little bit. And they just put, you know, they just engaged and you saw what happened. Altcoins went down 50%. You see gold and silver. It stays pretty freaking steady, which makes absolutely zero sense knowing how much money they're printing. It, it makes no sense. So there's a lot of things at play here that um, I think are very, very devious. And this is a lot of state actors and governments, I believe, you know, playing all this. And, and I think there's some people, you know, playing the game with them. I even heard that Zuckerberg bought billions of dollars, you know, right as, um, you know, Elon, you know, just after the announcement, I had heard that somebody had sold about 64,000 Bitcoin moments before, you know, Elon's, you know, mention of, uh, of Bitcoin's need for energy, things like that. You can see there's a lot of stuff going on here that we don't fully understand, but there's a, you know, I, I, <laughs> I think there's a club of people and I think we're not in, we're not in it as George Carlin said, and they're, uh, they're really uh, twisting the levers right now on us. Well, be right and sit tight. That's, that's the game. Don't, you know, uh, especially in crypto, you know, stay away from just being a trader, be more of an investor. Hold the big stuff and just, you know, and then you don't sweat the, uh, you don't sweat the ups and downs as much. Amen. Yeah, just buying something you believe in and, you know, have an exit point when it hits that, sell it. You know, that's, that's what I've always done is if I find something I believe in, if I believe in the team, I believe in their mission, I believe that they have the ability to actually fulfill their goal or their mission, um, you know, I'll invest. And then I have an exit point. And when it hits that, I don't get greedy. I just sell at that point. A lot of people, you know, they, they see it hit that point and they're like, wow, we could go a lot more. And so they hold on and then they get wrecked. So there, there is that. And I'm not a trader by any means. I had a guy, very, very smart, very, very successful, you know, today hit me up and told me to, you know, again, you know, short, uh, short Bitcoin. And I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm going to. Had I listened to him, I would have lost millions of dollars. Yeah, but short at, uh, was it a short at 30,000 before it went back to 40 or? Yeah, it was, it was an exact price point. And so, anyway, I'm not going to share his data, but had I listened to him, I would have lost millions of bucks, right? But I didn't because I just stayed true to myself. I know who I am. I know how I invest. I know how I exit. I know what I invest in. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a trader because everybody I know that trades, they end up getting wiped out at some point, 95, 99% of them. So I always think long-term, especially when you look at, you know, just the world as we see it, you would imagine things that our assets will be worth more in price 
simply because of the printing process. Eventually, there's going to have to be some type of reckoning. All right, they can't keep kicking this can down the road forever. There's going to have to be something that happens. There's going to be that, you know, that that moment in time where there's going to have to be some kind of, oops, you know, <laughs> it hits the fan, and you're going to see that the monetary policies that we've had in place just explode, and you're going to see the price of assets explode in in price, um, just like we've seen countless times throughout history. So it's it's one of those things that um, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. We can't exactly um, explain what's happening or why it's happening, but we, we definitely know it's not right. And we definitely see all the indicators telling us that uh, we all need to be on the lookout. We definitely need to be on the lookout and, and not be uh, investing in crazy stuff at this moment. And there's just, there's too many things going on in the world right now that just, you know, we, we should not be investing in crazy things at this moment. We should be looking at things that I believe are, uh, you know, stable and solid and sound and have a proven track record versus, you know, some crypto project that just pops up and says, hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to do some lame thing, but give me, give me a hundred thousand dollars of real money and I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars of our token. <laughs> it's like, I, I hear that all the time, man. It's like, guys, you know, who are these people? Why are you giving them your money? And then today, you know, they're completely wiped out. So I, it's just all these text messages that I get. And so I just, I'm, I'm answering many people's questions that text message me right now, you know, through this little ramble, but, um, Anyways, um, what would you like to close with, man? We're about an hour or so in. We've had, um, you know, a bunch of fan asked questions. If anybody has any questions directed for Josh, hit us up right now. I know that uh, Baroni Q, she'd asked about China. So she's talking about um, with China moving a bunch of money, do you think that's affected the markets or affected our dollars, you know, recently? She says, exactly. Uh, does the millions that were coming out of China have anything to do with what is going on right now in the market what's your thoughts on china and what's going on there well you know there, there's there's a couple different types of chinese money um obviously they have they have two currencies one inside the country and one outside the country uh, the yuan and the renminbi and then then you've got what i call the party members uh party members they're allowed to make lots and lots of money you know in their own country off the backs of the slaves basically in some places and uh, and then they're allowed to take that money outside of China, uh, and then they're told they need to bring it back. Let's say within ten years. So let's say they someone says, uh, you know, you've done a good job. Yes, you can take ten million worth of money, uh, but you must bring it back within ten years. So you can get a tap on your shoulder and say, you got to bring it back now because we need the money here. So money's always leaving China, and so they go and buy real estate a lot. So if you look at the east, uh, sorry, the western seaboard, uh, San Francisco, all the way down, um, that's where a lot of that money came from. So when people come in, they hear stories that some Chinese guy came in and bought ten homes with cash. Guess where that came from? I'm not saying it's laundering, but and so then they buy these homes and they rent them out, or they don't. They hope they appreciate that ten years goes by. It's a pretty safe investment for the most part. They get their, they then they sell ten years later. Um, they bring back the original amount, and then they keep that difference. In, so it's a way of getting their money outside of called their own Ponzi system of sorts. So this is a kind of a, a rudimentary way. So uh, there's there, and then there's factions even within their party. So uh, Xi Jinping is uh, he's 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 emperor for life. Uh, there's only been a few of those. So but he has to. There's factions even within his own party. So money is always going in and out. 
Um, obviously, there's a great shift right now in the world. It's been going for a few decades, but right now, I think they're trying to take advantage of it and to move the center of the world's wealth uh, away from, you know, if we went from, let's say, London to New York, and now they would like it, let's say, in Beijing. Uh, so, you know, um, I believe even the Rothschilds, uh, the, the, they, uh, they, they moved. Um, they left Europe and set up uh, right inside the city. So um, I don't think, I think they blocked it out on Google Maps, but they own probably the largest strip of property right there. So you can tell, I can tell you where they want to go and kind of utilize that model. And it starts to, once you step back and understand, uh, call it the power shift financially, then you can kind of understand the way, even this last year makes a lot more sense to you. So um, I don't know all the answers of why the markets are rallying here and there. And clearly a lot of money's looking for homes to try to either escape the problems, get ahead of the problems, um, and but there's no and there's no clear cut that that China's going to come out on 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 top of this either. Uh, so you know it may not look great at times, but you know we're we're doing what we can. You, you just try to take care of your family, your tribe, and uh, you know obviously a lot of this is outside of our control. Yeah, indeed, indeed, and we know that uh, right now that uh, I guess we'll transition a tiny bit here before we wrap up you know, our votes don't count. And so I'm already, you know, YouTube already hates me. I, I get the fam that's like, man, I, I never get notifications. They end up following or, you know, they they find the, the shows later on in the night and they'll watch them then, but nobody gets notifications anymore. Uh, and a lot of it is because, you know, we we just tell the truth. We're not part of the, the Mockingbird media. And so my buddy, Bobby Pike, I have to introduce you to him. Brilliant, um, you know, financial guy, as well as, um, you know, he's he's gone through, the voting records of the five swing states. He's looked at the data. He's found the proof of just what he coins as phantom voters. All right, so these are basically voters that don't exist, or they took they took voters that do exist and either deleted them, or changed their names and basically put it into another last name. Right. So, say for instance, you know, Fair gets deleted, or Fair now becomes a Brown, or something like that. And so he actually, we have the, the link, um, it's on my gap. We have the Excel uh, spreadsheet. Everybody can download it and see it themselves. And on my gap, I, I pointed out something very, very simple so people understand what this data actually means. Because um, <laughs> it, when, you, when you look at a spreadsheet like it comes from the brain of Bobby Python, it's very confusing. But you'll, you'll start to figure it out if you understand just the basic things. And so I made it very simple between me and my kid um, and pointed out something very simple. So you're familiar with the last name of Diaz, right? You've heard the last name Diaz, pretty common, D-I-A-Z. They're you know, very common. It's one of the top thousand names. Uh, you've heard of the last name, say, Morales, Rivera, King, Hall, Perez, maybe Lee, you know, especially in Pennsylvania. None of those people, zero votes. So some of the most common names in the country so, like, there'd be zero votes for anybody with the last name Diaz in Pennsylvania or Wisconsin. Zero for Morales, Rivera, King, Hall, Perez in Wisconsin. Zero. Zero for Lee in Pennsylvania. Crazy. So, he's gone through and done this in, like, a precinct and city and, and uh, county level and pulled all the different voting data. And, this, and he can actually see how they move these people's votes. Like, they have these algorithms in place that actually show... Um, you know, like who votes for who votes for what, 
And then they take those people that don't vote for the people that they wanted to vote for, and they basically just delete them. And they'll either delete them and their entire vote, or they'll move them into another, you know, Senate. Crazy. So all that stuff is on my gab. I recommend everybody see it, share it. You as well. I need to introduce you to Bobby. So you guys, yeah. in, the, in the industries you guys are in, uh, I think you guys have a lot in common. I mentioned that to him last time he was on, I think, uh, Tuesday. So remind me to do that. Text me, remind me. Um, I just introduced him to Zach uh, with Red Pill. So we, he'll be going on there pretty soon. And, uh, but anyways, crazy stuff that's going on in the world right now. We're found, we found out our votes don't count. Period. We already knew that. We assumed that. Bobby just freaking blew the lid off it. And I recommend everybody go to my gab and get it. A great, sure a great, this down. <laughs> yeah, a great analogy of that would be for those that have ever watched horse racing. You can say that all these horses, they don't do drugs, right? None of them. No one would do drugs. Well, they do test horses. And guess what happens sometimes? Do cheaters cheat because the stakes are high? You betcha. So to think that, you know, I, I'm a big fan of auditing things like this. Just like you would audit the horse race, make sure that this horse or this gorilla wins the uh wins the uh, wins the race let's make sure it was all fair and square so if we have nothing to hide you know i i you know any election for anything should always be 100 open transparent and honest and and if it's not you have to question what well why not what's the what's the downside is it too much money is it too much time so yeah these are these are interesting interesting times um yeah crazy times crazy times for sure yeah we so operationsunlight.com. I recommend everybody share that link with 10 of their friends and family. We're plugging in Patriots all over the place uh, to do simple tasks, very simple tasks, things like sending off an email to get your voter data information that we send it off to Dr. Shiva, things like uh, running for precinct committeemen, like um, you know, Dan Schultz, the brilliant you know, Patriot that's been trying to basically restore America from the ground up. A lot of people don't realize that there's 400,000 precinct committeemen spots just in the Republican Party alone and 200,000 were vacant. And the 200,000 that are filled, it's like 50-50 between like progressives and Republicans. So they fight amongst themselves and nothing gets done because there's 200,000 empty freaking seats. And so you wonder like, well, how come our vote doesn't count? How come these ballots are crap? How come all this stuff is happening? We have no representation. We got zero. We have these people and Senate, Congress, and stuff like that, it's basically now a uniparty. It's theater. It's just theatrics. It's all that it is. And so by doing these simple tasks like, you know, sending an email, making a phone call, showing up at the right place at the right time to people that can actually, you know, right or wrong, things like that, running for precinct committeemen, running for like a county chair position, all these different types of tasks, we laid out very simply at operationsunlight.com. So, starting to derail from metals and markets and things like that but it's again this is such a crazy time uh we know we have to look out for our brothers and sisters out there and we got to take this back peacefully man but um anyways so um where can people go to find you we've got uh obviously a couple weeks right you'll be live so where can yeah you go? so obviously parent company main company is uh scottstillmint.com um you can see what we make what we produce um and then stackermarket.com, what we talked about earlier in the show, that's going to be the new product. Uh, when it does launch, you'll see it'll be a full full kind of, um, it, it'll look a lot different. Right now, what you see is just basically just a, an email sign up. So yeah, look forward to getting that set up and 
and get new get new people onboarded and unbeat yourself and take control um, become your become your own bank basically. So uh, we're excited to push forward into whatever new phase uh, that our economy is going to have to go. Yeah, and again, sorry, sorry, fam. Normally we have Josh on the first Wednesday of every month, but you know I've been traveling for the past couple couple of weeks. My internet was absolute garbage. <laughs> it was garbage. So I tried doing um, the fam knows. I tried doing a video a couple Sundays ago, something like that, and it was just a disaster. So I waited to do videos until until we got back to reception. So, anyways, we're back and we'll get Josh back. You know, uh, it is availability. Uh, you know, the first Wednesday of each month. Uh, to the fam that's uh, asking questions, I'll try to hit a couple of them really quick. So, uh, Narco Champion TV says, uh, "Where's the link for your website?" I'm not sure which website, uh, but OperationSunlight.com is the one that I'm really pushing right now because um, we need to take back our country peacefully. All right, so OperationSunlight.com. If you're trying to find just uh, you know our videos, just go to CryptoBeetles.com. CryptoBeetles.com. You can find a lot of stuff there, but. Um, yeah, and exactly. It's not easy to survive an economy or in an economy under communism. We know that that only works for the handful at the top and not the people, right? So um, anyways, uh, huge thanks to Shahid. Appreciate you, brother, for all the stuff that you do. Um, you know, huge thanks to Will, Jason, Tom, and we need prayers for Tom. Tom is not doing well. So we used to give away a bunch of uh, hats and shirts and hoodies and beanies and hats and all that kind of stuff, but um, can't anymore because he's not in the office and he was our distribution center. He needs some prayers for sure. He's not doing well. But for anybody that wants a book on cryptocurrency and blockchain, it's free. Uh, we give you the PDF. Just go to CryptoBeetles.com. Right up at the top, just hit the little button that says uh, join the giveaways. And you can just download it right there in seconds. And you can learn, you know, the basics about crypto and blockchain literally in less than an hour. So very, very simple stuff. And for Josh, of course, always great having you on, brother. Always great having you on. Always great, you know, picking your brain and uh, letting people know what uh, what your thoughts are in, the, in this crazy world that we're living in right now in this crazy time. So, thank we'll you, guys. Yeah, thank you. This Wednesday. So, uh, any closing thoughts at all before we let you go? Wrap this up. Ape on <laughs> the silver Harambe. I love it. Ape strong together. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. No. Th yeah. Thanks for having me on and. and uh, it would just we'll, we'll see where we'll see where things go and and we're only a couple months into this year let's see it's going to be it'll be interesting so look forward to over, man it's almost half over <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right i guess you're right i need to take a vacation soon so uh, <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but we'll see we'll come up for air at some point um but uh, yeah, well, thank you to, uh, yeah, thanks for all your time and, and everyone's time listening. You got it. God bless y'all. Love y'all. We'll see you uh, back. I'm not sure if we're, we're going to make it Friday or not. Got a bunch of stuff going on, but um, stuff y'all going to want to hear about. That is for, for real sure. All right. So love y'all. God bless y'all. We will catch you on the next one. And all right, we'll see you soon. God bless. Hey, peeps, just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading View Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny 
in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. And I'll catch you all in the next one. 